Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Georgia show. It's Kent State week. The golden flashes. And I thought they were... Golden Pantry at first. I got them a little bit mixed up because <laughs> we got the Golden Pantry up here in Northeast Georgia. Then they kind of phase out down towards Middle Georgia, and then Flash Foods takes over. So it's oh, kind yeah. of it was kind of like jogging my memory of when I really used to drive all over the state. Uh, but with that said, I now want a hot, fresh, delicious biscuit. Jake Rowe, Palmer Tom's. You guys have been around the dogs for a few days now as they've tried to avoid the rat poison, listen to Kirby Smart, and take Kent State seriously. He's got me believing that these guys are world beaters. I mean, is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? Sure sounds like it. Uh, I knew what kind of week this was going to be, and Palmer can, Palmer can uh, know where I'm coming from here. When our man Kirby Smart started trying to convince us of how unique and how different – and how much of a challenge Kent State was going to be on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Now, I will say this. I finally got around to watching that Sean Lewis press conference today. And intense individual, a guy that has got his proverbial fecal matter together. Um, <coughs> not pro- yeah, pretty that, yeah, that is proverbial. He's got it together. I, I hope um, so. I mean, I hope for his sake, I hope both. But, he's yes, on, he's on the, the proverbial. He's on the probiotics. But, yeah, he's he's got it together, man. I mean, he really does. He's an impressive dude. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to come in. They're going to play hard. No doubt in my mind they're going to come in and get overwhelmed, And mm. uh, no matter what Kirby says. so Yeah, 41-point favorites for Georgia coming into this one. Well, that's where it opened at last I checked. Uh, I saw it at 45 somewhere. So, um, a lot of points. I, I know we'll get into previews and predictions later. Uh, that is a lot of points, but this Georgia defense has, or this Georgia offense has scored a lot of points, and the Georgia defense has not given up many points this season. So, uh, good chance that, that Georgia uh, can, you know, th- there's there's a reason that it's a lot of points. Vegas, they Vegas, ain't played nobody, Paul. <laughs> hmm. they, well, they have played a lot of teams. They've played some. They've played one, probably one of the toughest schedules in the country. Uh, taking on Oklahoma and Washington, and now traveling to to Athens. So I was talking about Georgia. Mm, yeah, that maybe they have. Hey, maybe they haven't. I mean, maybe they haven't. I still can't get over this feeling that it's only three games in, and Georgia's looked really good. And I'm not saying that they're going to shock us and just tank the rest of the year. I don't expect that. But I just still have a hard time believing we really have a gauge on how good Georgia is and how good the rest of the country is. Three games just doesn't seem like a lot to me. Right on the screws, Wes. I completely agree with that. Listen, I'm not. I, I'm surprised at how how quickly Georgia has just absolutely convinced the country that it's a cut above. I mean, that's what's crazy. I, I think if they hadn't won the Natty last year, it's probably not so. 
uh, eager beaver from everybody. Right. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right about that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you, Wes. I mean, I, I have my, you know, ultimate long-term concerns, you know, about this team and there aren't, they aren't specific. Um, they're kind of a bunch of small concerns. Can, can Stetson keep up this pace? Um, you know, injury situations, are they good enough outside at receiver? Uh, have they really been tested at cornerback yet? Um, you know, watching, watching, uh, you know, Kamar Lasseter give up a big one last week. Uh, has, has a team really been able to get into a game, run the ball and stick with the run game? Um, because both Oregon and South Carolina had a little success running it early. So the, all of those things are looking out, but at the same time, We've also got to consider this. Remember when Georgia beat Oregon and we said Georgia just beat what I thought was will ultimately be a pretty good football team? That's actually coming true too because Oregon got a big win over a ranked BYU team. Oregon's kind of gotten things together since losing to Georgia. So I don't know. It, it is the possibility there that Georgia is who everybody thinks they are? Yeah. But – I mean, I'm I'm still pl- taking like a wait and see approach. I'm not I'm not booking hotels uh, to uh, to Scottsdale and to uh, Los Angeles just yet. Well, and and along those same lines, you know, when will we find out? Because you look at the schedule, uh, you know, Kent State this week, Auburn next week. That, that's a team that has, uh, or, or Missouri next week, Auburn the week after. Those are two teams that are are playing this week and. Uh, you know, might be the toilet bowl of the SEC, um, you know, Vanderbilt the week after, um, you know, those are probably the three worst teams in the SEC back to back to back for Georgia um, coming off of a game against a non-Power 5 opponent. So, you know, how quickly will we know anything about Georgia? I don't know. Um, you know, it, it may not be until after the bye week and they get into that stretch that has been circled for a while now. Um you know, Florida, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, not in that particular order. But, um, you know, those are th- those could be some tough games. Uh, but, you know, are we going to find anything out in- about this team until November, until December? We may not. We may not know anything about this team until they, you know, presumably play Alabama in the SEC championship game. But a lot of football to be left to be played before then. Let's hear, uh, just in case you've missed it this week, really quick, I do want to highlight everyone that's tuned in. We've got a eager stable of viewers wanting to share where they're from and give us some of their takes on the game and the team. But first, let's hear from Kirby Smart at the beginning of the week. You guys addressing how good is the team really. Here's what Kirby thinks about this week's matchup and his team at the moment. That's a long way to go. Um, the worst thing that can happen to this team is start believing what people say about them. Uh, and, you know, the toughest job we got this week is trying to explain to everybody that Kent State's a really good football team. And I know you think I just sit up here and say that, but you turn the tape on, uh, they've got a really, really good football team. And it's not so much about Kent State. It's really about does our team want to grow? And uh, this is a week that we need to have growth. we we got to get better in a lot of spots. And you, know, you guys don't get to see it from our perspective. And the fans don't get to see it from our perspective in terms of what we see on tape and the mistakes we make and how many guys we need to get better. But uh, certainly going to need them to get better this week. I counted, I think, two you guys's. So you know Kirby's on his game this week. He's on his A game. Uh, Michael Dudley, where are you from? Charleston, South Carolina. 
Love Chuck that Town, place. baby. Some of the best food you're ever going to eat. Glenn Hartley, you got beat this week, my dog. You got beat. I'm sorry. You got beat, but you're always welcome, Glenn. Go dogs from Glenn. Huntington Beach, Tyler Brennan, weighing back in again, getting the West Coast dogs out there. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll see your dogs come out West at the end of the season. John Smith, loyal dog, Marietta, Georgia in the house. He uh, responded to my comment about the Golden Pantry biscuits and said, it's not a hot biscuit. The Krispy Kreme hot sign is now on in Marietta. Does it ever turn off? I don't think I so. Can, uh, I can take down about 25 hot Krispy Kreme donuts. You know, a little intersection between California and Krispy Kreme right now. I was talking to my mother-in-law, Jake. You've actually met her about, about the Rose Bowl uh, just randomly today. And she was complaining about how the Rose Bowl parade wasn't as good in person as it is on TV. I didn't have that problem because they put us in the media that were filming it up in the scaffolding that was about 40 feet high, it felt like. I was a little nervous, but they did give us free Krispy Kreme. So I remember thinking, if I go down in this thing, at least I went out with some hot Krispy Kremes that I did not expect to find in California. Uh, Glenn Hartley predicts dogs 51 to nothing. Michael Dudley here with a question for you guys. Over under 40 points allowed total through week six for Georgia. So right now they're at under. what? That would be the Auburn game. Under. 100% under. What are they at right now? Three, zero. Ten. Ten. They're at 10. Under. Under. Yeah, I'm going to have to say under too. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to give up 10 points through three games, you know, even when you consider who they've played and then give up 10 points per game in the next three. Yeah, yep. I mean, Kent, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, I, I don't see Georgia averaging, averaging 10 points per game uh, given up against those three. Better question may be over under 40 points allowed through week seven, which gets Georgia into the bye week uh, with uh, adding in Vanderbilt there. And still, I mean, that, yeah, I that, might change be, as much. That, that might be under as well. All right, we've got the biscuits covered. Tyler Brennan, again, saying send me some Zaxby's. I guess they don't really have those out on the West Coast. All Zaxby's. these wonderful Woo! all these wonderful products that uh, maybe one day will help support this show. We do have someone that does like to support this show, BreakingTea.com. Y'all head over to BreakingTea.com backslash dogs and check out all the cool T-shirts they got over there. There's some really cool custom designs that you're not going to find anywhere else. Some really creative, witty designers over there at BreakingTea.com. Yeah, their NIL collection, Wes, their NIL collection, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's incredible, okay? It is uh, – I mean, you got Brock Bowers, you got Darnell Washington, Chris Smith. I'm missing one. Stetson. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, but, huh? Stetson. Stetson. Yeah, mailman. Guys, creative, well done. Awesome looking stuff. I saw them today. First thing I thought of was, man, Georgia fans are going to eat this up. And for those of you local Georgia fans that are uh, kind of involved or kind of listen to Athens radio for, for years and years here, um, Sam Franco, uh, formerly of 960 The Ref, he did the morning show. He would fill in. He did all sorts of stuff. Did a lot of PA work at Georgia. Right. All the PA work at Georgia. And now is the PA voice of the Atlanta Braves. Um, is very involved in this endeavor as well. Um, you know, he there's no doubt in my mind some of the some of the uh, creativity and some of the things that that they were able to come up with came from him. 
Um, so just a lot of really cool stuff. Get on over there. Get you some stuff. Uh, we've provided you with a link. There should be a link if you're watching this. Uh, I, I don't know what it looks like when you're watching it live, but if you're watching this after we post, after the show is over and you're kind of catching the rerun, look into the description yeah. of the show and it'll be in there. But yeah, go on over to Breaking Tea and get you some good stuff because that's very unique, uh, awesome stuff. Un, you know, way more unique, I imagine, than Kent State's defense or offense. Don't tell Kirby that. Yeah, rap wasn't. Um, Mongeese. We also invite you to subscribe to this channel, whether you're catching us live or catching us on the replay, video or audio. Hit follow on the podcast button. Hit subscribe on the YouTube. We're keeping it dynamic for y'all and live a few times each week. All right, Palmer, big schedule release week. We've heard, we've heard, we've heard from all the fans about next season and what's going on there and, and Georgia's home schedule and the shakeup because of Oklahoma. Can you update us? What's the news been? What's your take been? Ro, you wrote on it too. What are y'all looking forward to about this next season? It's one of those news items that comes out during the actual season that kind of gets washed over. But I think Georgia fans are a little fired up about this one this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, you, you say the scheduling shakeup that happens because of o Oklahoma and the home schedule. Um, the, the only shakeup that happens there is Georgia gets an additional home game. Now, it's against Ball State. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not getting too many fans excited. The fighting um, Letterman's. David the, Letterman's alma mater. The, the fighting Travis Barclays. My, uh, my offensive line coach in high school played football there. Um, it, was, it was featured on, on Sports Illustrated as – one of the smartest college football players in the country, uh, science teacher, director of the science department at Montgomery Bell Academy. Shout out Travis Barclay. Um, look, Georgia's schedule is not all that exciting next year. Um, UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, four home games out of the gate. I think fans will enjoy being at home. You know, it, I was thinking about this. It feels weird that we are, Georgia will play its fourth game this week and it will only have played two home games and two home games in the first five. It, once you throw in Missouri as well, um, that feels weird to me. So having four home games out of the gate, that's going to be something that fans are excited about the opponents in those games though, not necessarily uh, getting fans too excited. You go to Auburn. Uh, I know Jake's going to talk about that one here later on. That is September 30th, the earliest that Georgia and Auburn, have ever played um kentucky vanderbilt before the bye week kentucky at home vanderbilt on the road i know georgia fans like to make that trip up to nashville um you know that that's always a fun one to see uh how what i think it's first bank stadium now formerly vanderbilt stadium uh, they, 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 they did, just renamed yeah. it they just renamed it but uh to see that to see vanderbilt's stadium uh, packed out in red and black. That's always something Georgia fans enjoy doing because it's a uh, you know it's it's a fun town to go to. Um, bye week Jacksonville against Florida, home against Missouri, home against Ole Miss. That is the game that I've circled the most because it, it's just we we've talked about unique offenses, unique defenses. Lane Kiffin, as long as he's still there, he runs a unique offense, and and that's a unique matchup that we don't get to see too often. Georgia and Ole Miss. Uh, played back in 2016. Ask Jeff Collins how that went. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, played back in 2016. 
uh, Kirby's first season, and that was a beatdown in Oxford uh, from the Rebels uh, towards the Bulldogs. And then closing out the season uh, at Tennessee, always a tough one there. Uh, you know, Jake and I talked about Neyland and how that place was ready to explode. Um, you know, the, the, that game in November, probably going to be, you know, good football weather by then. Um, you know, forecasting 2023, November 2023 weather already here on, on, the, uh, on the Georgia show. But Cold AF. That, that one should be fun. I enjoyed the trip up to Knoxville. Um, and, you know, then, then a Georgia Tech on the road as well. Georgia fans like taking that one over. Two road games to close out the season, uh, but you get four home games out of the gate. Uh, Georgia only going on the road. True road games four times, plus the trip to Jacksonville, which counts as a road game this year for the Bulldogs. So, overall, not a schedule that gets too many folks excited. Um, you know, obviously we've got to see how this year plays out, but I think Georgia has a, another strong chance to go uh, potentially undefeated in, in the regular season. Yeah, I, I saw somebody talking about 36 and 0 over the next, uh, over, you know, those three consecutive <laughs> regular seasons. And probably our is very most famous shot. message board poster. If you're, if you yeah. know, you know, yeah, that, that, that's a little bit. Is he famous or here. infamous, bro? Both. No. <laughs> he's both um, he's the man <laughs> uh you know my biggest takeaway from the schedule um you know palmer brought it up all those home games five out of the first six five out of the first six five out of the first six are at home front-loaded schedule as far as home goes because you've got five home games in the first like i said five home games first six that's first half two in the second half uh the thing that jumped out to me was uh August, I'm sorry, August, October 7th, I believe it is, Georgia uh, hosts Kentucky. And then it doesn't get a chance to play in front of fans inside of Sanford Stadium again until, I believe, November the 4th. Um, that's wild. I mean, we've seen that kind of gap before. A lot of years you can blame it on the Florida game. This year I don't think you can because uh, – not in 2023 because I think Georgia may be the designated away team. Maybe yeah. not. I'm not 100% yeah, they, sure. They are the designated away team. Yeah, that so that would be an away game, uh, you know. So, I mean, that's that's a good little poke right there away from home. Then you get, you know, once you end that little month-long streak, you play two at home, then two on the road to end the season. Although you can't you can't count Bobby Dodd Stadium as, as, a, as an away game. Georgia hasn't lost Whoa. there this century. So, uh, that's mm, – I wonder good. who the coach will be that time. Yeah, I know it will. It won't be Jeff Collins. Listen, Jeff Collins is coaching in 2022 because of 2020, because he one didn't get just lambasted by Georgia that season because yeah. they got to skip it, and Dodged two, it was just a weird year. So, um, you know, Jake, Jeff you, Collins will be somebody's really good defensive coordinator in 2023. While while we're on that topic of Jeff Collins and and coaching against Georgia, you think he's coaching against Georgia this year? Uh, it's very possible he's not. Yeah. The only well, I, the only reason that he might be is just the financials at Tech. I mean, yeah. they're in a tough spot, really are. And the buyout drops in January, so yeah, the, the, I don't know that it makes a huge difference uh, unless you're waiting until then or, or negotiating with him. Um, you know, to find a middle ground there. We saw Nebraska and Frost do their deal, but like I brought up when that happened. 
they've got a very lucrative TV deal coming up, and that played a part in it. I think I don't know if the ACC their TV deal will be enough. You know, if Tech will make enough, I, I don't know. I, you can't tell me there haven't been discussions behind the scenes to maybe push Georgia Tech into the group of five. <laughs> That's a take right there, Jake. I mean, God, behind the scenes. To, I mean, come on, man. I mean. They they were legitimate with a with a weird offense for years under Paul Johnson and good on him for making that happen. It ain't coming back. It ain't coming back, and it has nothing to do with Georgia. I don't think. I really don't. Um, I mean, maybe a little to do with Georgia. Let's say it has little to do with Georgia. It's just, I mean, the program doesn't make money. Um, Atlanta is not a college town. They had a um, game last. Gosh, was it two or three weeks ago? Western Carolina and week two. And they had a free ticket day if you signed up by a certain time and you could come in for free. Look, I know what the thought was. I get it. You bring some families in that don't get to see football. They don't care who's playing. They just want to go to a football game. I understand that that side of it. It's a great gesture, but the optics of it in Power 5 football, unfortunately, are terrible. And that's just an example of it. You can't you can't really raise a lot of money. And, and the cool thing about it is, I mean, and I don't want to seem too hard on Georgia Tech, it's a charming little setup there. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen, okay? it's I, I, I love watching games from that press box more than I love watching a game from any other press box I've ever been in. You're right Jordan down there Bradford? near the field. The skyline, it's amazing. Yeah, the skyline's um, cool. You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's Midtown Atlanta basically. So I mean, it's not the. It, I mean, getting there can be kind of tough. It's but it's it's a cool looking little setup. It's just the money, the commitment, the care. I mean, somebody has beat apathy straight into that program, and it's going to take. I mean, a Jesus-like miracle to get those folks back interested in football yeah. the way they need to get there, and I think it's done. The internet is saying potentially Coach Prime. He's His name's coming up in every opening, but again, can they afford Coach Prime if he wanted to make that jump? I don't know. Um, Palmer, you heard from uh, Christopher Smith about the rings that he's wearing at Georgia. This is my soundbite of the week. It's not really a segment, but I uh, I did want to contrast Georgia's success while we're on the topic of what uh, Tech's not been able to do with Christopher Smith's observation about Georgia's rings. Thought it was pretty funny. Seemed kind of like first world problems, first place problems, and Georgia's got plenty of that right now. Yeah, that's the kind of thing, like, it's hard to just wear it on your hand, you know, they're so big and, and clunky. I just like, I just have it as a thing and nice to look at. It got a nice, clean box in it, so I just sit it in there and I just look at it every now and then, you know, enjoy it, cherish the moments and go back to that moment because it's it a great time for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This is the kind of thing we can talk about when it's Kent State week, and uh, I'm glad Kirby Smart's not producing the show because, let's be honest, we're not going to break down Kent State game film. If Georgia beats uh, – or if Georgia loses to Kent State, we'll do five live shows next week, and we'll analyze every single angle of what happened. But when you have the opportunity to talk to guys like Christopher Smith, his teammate uh, William Poole from high school, from Hapeville, is off the team – just kind of an up and down week for experienced players in the defense like Christopher Smith. What's the deal with William Poole? And, you know, he's not been a huge contributor for Georgia's defense so far, but do you guys potentially see that being an issue personnel wise moving forward this season? Well, when it comes to the deal, William Poole, and listen, when I got back into this business, when I decided that I was going to do this again, I just, I, I made the decision that I just wasn't going to really try and withhold or, you know, not necessarily withhold what I know, but withhold what I think. And it's one of two things. It's grades or he's ticked off that he wasn't, that he didn't win the starting job at star one or the other. And listen, kids in school for his sixth year, he played a big role in Georgia, Georgia's playoff, you know, run last year. If he's not going to be a starter, then, I mean, do you want to sit there and beat yourself up? Are you still loving this game like you used to? Get out, you know? I mean, if that's not if that's the way you feel about it. Or it could be grades. He had great issues to start last season, some academic troubles, worked his way back. It's one of those two things. Now, as far as where this puts Georgia, I mean, it may take an experienced guy who Kirby Smart said was working more at corner out of the fray, but I think it really opens the door for guys like a, a guy like a Dalen Everett to get more reps at corner, Jaheim Singletary, Julian Humphrey, and, uh, you know, obviously Nylon Green once he's healthy. So um, I, I don't see it as a huge loss, a big loss, a significant loss, despite the fact that this guy started three postseason games last year because um, he did Had get a big national out. championship performance. Right, yeah, played really well in the national championship. You know, everybody kind of written him off, and I think that – um, no matter what happens, I think Georgia fans should always look, you know, fondly upon the way that cat bounced back and proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, he got he got beat out for a job by by a younger, um, you know, kid in Javon Bullard, and, and it sounds like Tyke Smith had kind of passed him up there at that star position as well. So um, I, I think Georgia's set at that spot, and and you know they'll uh, they'll be working some other guys there and getting some other guys familiar. Chris Smith has experience there. Remember, he moved to star last year against Tennessee when, uh, when, when you know, uh, Latavius Brini was was really struggling there. And uh, Georgia just rolled Dan Jackson out there at safety, and all of a sudden Tennessee started having trouble moving the football. So Georgia's got options to star. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, first of all, you, you feel for a kid that's leaving the program that he committed to, you know, ages ago, it feels like, you know, with, with – Having been in the program for six years, everything. That's how long ago he joined Georgia. I covered him in high school when he wasn't even a senior for local TV high school football games. I mean, I can't believe that. And Kiaris too, but it's been a while. Yeah, and and I think that reading his his social media posts, you, you feel for a kid like that that's been a part of, you know, building Georgia into what Georgia is right now. You know, uh, we, we talked about Ole Miss in 2016. Uh, you know, that 2016 – Kirby talked about that 2016 season after the game on Saturday, 
saying that, you know, those kids, it wasn't that they didn't try hard. It wasn't that they, you know, weren't, you know, didn't buy in, but they just weren't ready for it. Um, but, you know, from 2017 on, Georgia has been ready for it. These, these players have bought into everything that Kirby Smart has preached, the tough practices, the, the hard work, the co- constant competition. And William Poole has been a part of that every step of the way. Um, you know, from that, two, that 2017 season on, um, you know, very up and down career, red shirting in his uh, third season with the program in 2019. Not often that you see a guy red shirt, um, you know, if it's not injury related, red shirting two, three years into his career. Typically, you see that in that first year. Um, but, you know, somebody that, that, like Jake said, and, and like you said, Wes, played very well in that national championship game saved his best football for the biggest stage, um, you know, bounced back after a rough showing against Alabama in the, uh, you know, in the SEC championship. And, and in speaking to Poole this spring, you could tell how much that meant to him, that, that pass breakup that he had on Slade Bolden uh, in the national championship, how much it meant to him to play for Georgia, how much it meant to him to step up on, on the big stage. Yeah, it's just uh... – it's one of those things to me that I'm not as ingratiated as you guys are day in and day out, but just roughly looking at Georgia's defense and seeing how many guys rotate in and out, I, I don't know. I can't criticize him if this is why he made the decision. If it's grades, then, it, then it's grades. But with all the rotation that goes in at Georgia's defense, you kind of have to expect that you're not going to be the guy at really at any position. I mean, it's the same thing with Jermaine Burton and how Georgia runs his offense. You're not going to be the guy. I mean, you just you rotate in and out. So it's tough. It really is. It's really, uh, really tough to see for a guy that you, you see put in so much to get here. Uh, Palmer, I got a message here from Chris Foster. who has got a power T in our chat. I, I saw that. And he says, an NBA kid goes to UGA. Shame upon you. We've got an enemy amongst us. What, what's going on? Give us the Tennessee scoop on what this means here. Can you translate it for us? Well, NBA is where I went to high school, and UGA is where I went to college. Uh, so, shame upon you. You would does be- everyone Does everyone from NBA go to Tennessee? Is that how that works? I mean, there's, there's a lot of them that go there in state. Mookie, Mookie Blaylock Academy. <laughs> a lot of them go there in state uh but like jake said we, we've got an enemy upon us here uh with, with a power t uh appreciate you listening appreciate yeah. you tuning in moonshine uh, ball academy <laughs> yeah uh guys let's chop some wood what do you say palmer you changed your answer up at the last second here so let me try to find a picture if I can find one, but go ahead and, and tell us what, what's on your mind. What are you chopping wood about as Georgia gets ready for Kent State? I am chopping wood about the scout team. We've heard a lot about the, that group of guys this week. Uh, I think that's pretty telling of, of who Georgia's playing uh, when you're talking about guys that aren't playing. And, and the guys that we've been talking about uh, are some of those freshmen. They may get a chance to go this week. Um, you know, as 41 point favorites, um, but certainly interesting to hear from some of these guys, you know, the guys that have given them trouble. Uh, you know, we, we heard about Gunnar Stockton and, and the fits that he's given this Georgia defense. Uh, go, go and check out the story that I wrote this week on that. 
um, you know, the, um, you know, the think that uh, he is somebody, you know, Kirby described it this way. He said, he's an incredibly talented kid, uh, you know, and, and that when you take the mental side of football out of it, when you don't have to know the plays that are going on, uh, you know, it's all written up for you right in front of you on a scout team card. You can just get to go out there and play, uh, you know, and, and so for Gunner, he's been able to do that. And obviously he's an incredibly talented kid, uh, you know, and, and he's given this Georgia def- defense some fits, uh, you know, talking about, you know, on the defensive side of the football and, and who the offense is going up against each and every day. Kristen Miller, Bear Alexander, Marvin Jones. Those are names that I've heard from some of these players, uh, you know, that, that are going up against them, um, you know, and, and credit to those guys because it's not easy to buy into that scout team role. You know, you're a former five-star in Marvin Jones's case, um, you know, highly touted recruit, somebody that comes in expecting to play, um, you know, a, a top 10 quarterback in the country. You, you want you want to be in the spotlight. Uh, but and and you are not in the spotlight at all on the scout team. Uh, but it is an important role. These guys are are learning, they're developing, and and ultimately, you know, scout team can be started the start of something special. Uh, just go look at Stetson Bennett and and his career trajectory, so, and and a lot of these guys too. You know, Kirby said that he uh, as he was watching Kristen and 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 uh, Bear, you know, take a beating from from these guys. He told them, you know, hey. Go talk to Zion Lowe because he did this against Jamari Salyer, uh, Andrew Thomas, Ben Cleveland, guys like that uh, back in 2019. And they're still alive to tell the tale somehow. And, and he's still alive to tell the tale, a big contributor for Georgia this year. Um, so, you know, scout team, it's it's not a negative thing. It's it's an opportunity to develop and some several Georgia players uh, are, are certainly taking advantage of that opportunity. I mean, my head is hurting just thinking about that. Uh, gosh, <laughs> banging your head up against those guys. That's a lot of dog right there. All right, Jake, what you got? Well, uh, first of all, I need to talk about how the old man inside of Wes is just, it cracks me up. He just, you know, and live to tell about it. It's just, that sounds like it takes me back to Wilma's restaurant off of 441 in Pearson whenever, uh, Whenever um, I would eat there with my folks or my granddad. What do you get at Wilma's? Uh, it was a little meat and three place. Uh, I would always get either the roast beef or the fried chicken, two mashed potatoes, one with gravy, one without, and green beans. Did you ever have a reason to go to the Macon Touchdown Club for no, anything? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. That was some eating right there. Yeah. I mean, fried I pork chops. I, I went down there for, for a Mark Rick meeting one time, and they had it at like this big hunting lodge. Um, and, but you know, they didn't feed the media or anything. I mean, we, we basically had to kind of sneak around to be able to listen to him talk to, uh, Hmm. talk to the folks, uh, some good stories from those days. Let me chop my wood though. Um, listen, Georgia's Georgia and Auburn is supposed to be played in November. It's weird in October. It makes my stomach hurt that it's going to be played in September. And for the first time ever, the Deep South's oldest rivalry will take place in September. September 30th, 2023. Breaks my heart, okay? It just does because I grew up on this rivalry, okay? I I remember – I can tell you, I mean, the 1997 game was, I think, probably the coldest it's ever been in Athens. Um, that was – it was outrageously cold that day. The 1999 game – 
Ronnie Daniels is still catching passes from Ben Leard and Kevin Ramsey uh, just really wet the bed as Georgia's defensive coordinator that day. Um, you know, you look at some 2002. Of the great games. Yeah, look at some of the great games in, in Jordan Hare. You know, that 2002 game is one of them, obviously. Uh, you know, the 2001 game, uh, you know, in Athens when, mm. you know, uh, when, you know, run out of clock uh, ran out of clock yeah tried to run jasper sanks in there from like the one yard line and um didn't have a timeout and you know auburn laid on it there were some really 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 uh great games played in november in cold football weather and now we're gonna have to watch in september and it doesn't feel good it just mm -hmm. doesn't feel right yeah um i also want to chop wood on something else all right matt hayes um you know i ain't gonna get ugly here uh but google's google's easy matt google's easy to use Matt Hayes of Saturday Down South, formerly of Sporting News, had this conspiracy theory deal going on today talking about Georgia and Texas A&M once again not playing in 2023 like it's some big surprise to us all. Listen, we've all known since 2014 that Georgia and Texas A&M are going to play in 2024, okay? We've all known that. Um, we also know that uh, – that you know, they they well, he wanted to get into the whole cancellation of the Georgia uh, Oklahoma game. Well, dude, one team was going to make a trip to your stadium and play, and then the other team was not going to get that return trip and a home and home. I had a buddy ask me why Bama and Texas is still a thing and why Georgia Oklahoma gets moved, but the whole thing is about each team getting in. a fair shot in yeah, the conference or out of the conference. No the, straddling the fence, anything like that. The and return Texas trip. won't be here. Yeah. Georgia's, uh, Georgia wouldn't get that because it would happen in 2031, and Alabama gets the return trip from, from the Longhorns because they made the trip this year and they're yeah. playing next year. Yeah, they got a, they got a bunch there together. Like Georgia did most of its games. Like the most most of the you know the Florida State, the Louisville, the 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 uh, the UCLA. UCLA, the Texas. Now that it won't be played, Clemson, Clemson. All of those all of those home and homes are back 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 back. Right. So the Oklahoma one couldn't happen that way, and so that's why it happened. There's no conspiracy here, man. There's no conspiracy. I mean, he wanted to also get into how the two teams didn't get into. Uh, the the they didn't play during the COVID year. Well, I mean, come on, man. Is it fair to Texas A&M or Georgia that that you know you put them on each other's schedule when Texas A&M already had Florida on the schedule? Texas A&M already had Alabama on the schedule. Georgia had Alabama on the schedule. Georgia had Florida on the schedule too. I mean, at some point Georgia you had a top ten to, Auburn team on the schedule. Right. You've got to kind of I don't know even it out a little bit. You know, kind of you know kind of make it that way there's no conspiracy or anything like that it's just we've known this for a long time and sometimes you just like william Contreras today uh running yeah. from trying to go from first to third on a on a single sometimes you just got to get your head up look at what's in front of you and you'll figure out that you probably need to throw on the brakes a little bit and google could have saved the dude a lot of key strokes yeah i could chop some wood about the braves base running but i'll uh, spare the audience tonight because don't really have – I hope they're better at chopping something than they are running bases. I don't have many nice things to say about that. As someone on our board brought up just how painful it is to see them go stop, start, stop, start when they really have an opportunity to put the Mets away. But that is playoff run-up baseball for you. I'm chopping wood about Kirby Smart and his sense of humor, guys. He surprised me. Uh, he, he likes to play like this straight-laced – no nonsense kind of guy, 
but I think he's actually pretty funny. I've heard him talk before about the kinds of movies he likes to watch in one of these rare situations when he actually revealed something personal about himself. And he says he doesn't really like Adam Sandler movies. He doesn't like to joke around. But I think the exchange he had with the media yesterday was pretty funny. It was a pretty bang-bang comedic moment for Kirby. Here it is. All right, see y'all guys. <laughs> I got to go. Okay. Pipe up. I mean, if you get, if you can't get excited about that as someone in the room, in the media, maybe it's lightening you guys up a little bit. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm impressed by that. I think it's the, you know, the Kirby Smart approach all week of I got to work, I got to work, I got stuff to do, but he even turns that moment there as a moment to kind of play around, have fun, make light of things with the media. And I like that. I like to see that it's not so serious that he can't pull a little joke on you guys. Wes, I, I as soon as that happened, I thought to myself, Wes is going to be clipping this and turn it into a uh, into a short, into a reel. I knew that I knew that you would like that one, so I'm I'm glad that you did. It's too perfect. Yeah. It's too I enjoyed perfect. I enjoyed the little poof of smoke he had in there. That was. Uh... Yeah, Wes can do stuff, man, with video that I've never dreamed about. If you haven't caught the short of our of our uh, rat poison thing uh, in the mongoose, let me see uh, if I still got that. That was, that was so good. I thought Wes did a really good no, job. I, I deleted it. Um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of those moments that you just got to look for in these press conferences that you got to make it interesting every now and then because sometimes you don't hear that dynamite outlined in gold quote that you think you're going to get. And sometimes it's just a lot more about the interactions that the players and coaches have with you guys that uh, make it a little bit more human, I think, make it a little bit more fun. And I think on a week like this one, everybody could have used a little bit more of that. So uh, good job, Coach Smart. A um, couple more comments before we wrap it up. Uh, I'm done, man. I'm done. I don't Tyler care anything Brady. about Kent State. Georgia State will be a better program than Tech by 2024. Bubby Dean is in Columbus, Mississippi, right down the road from Stark, Vegas. He can, Bubby Dean play ball. Is, he's a Coffee Town alumni. can almost hear the cowbells. Bubby was actually the equipment manager at Coffee Town. Uh, had to wash the jock straps. I think you're misremembering. I, I think I think Bubby Dean went for 212 on 20 carries one year in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> Holding the ball like this. Two hands. <laughs> Let that turkey work. <laughs> Who was it that had – someone had a run the other day. I can't remember if it was an NFL game. This is bad podcasting and YouTube hosting. But they broke run loose and, and were holding the ball old school like that. I love to see it. Um, all right, guys. That's all I got for Kent State. Georgia taking on the Golden Pantries. We got a 51 nothing prediction here from uh, Michael Dudley can't pull it up but it's in the comments so i don't know y'all got any predictions what do you think the score is going to be palmer you go first mm. i'll go first i think Georgia's is going to win 45 to 6 so that is right on the line of 41 that it opened at um I, i'll i'll say georgia does cover um i i haven't thought too much about the score yet um Check that out um, on, on our 
stat weekly staff predictions. And hey, while we're talking about that, Jake did have Penn State against Auburn. Jake was right. I was wrong. Four and one, two straight weeks, man. Jake, Jake dominating the the staff pick them. Jake, how are you so good at it? How do you know what to do? Because, because it's how got the I'm new really good guys. at things where this statement applies. That and a dollar fifty will buy you a coke. I'm really good at things like that. That that where that statement applies. So, so if, if you if it doesn't mean anything, I'm good at it. Right. If you're actually putting money on this stuff, all your picks are going to go out the window. Oh, That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I've never been a big sports better anyway. I like to I like to donate money to the casinos at gambling tables, at uh, mainly blackjack tables. Um, I, I'm going to pick Georgia to cover as well. Um, I, I really, I, actually, I like that 51 nothing prediction, but I'm going to back off it just ever so slightly, and I'm going to go to 48 to nothing. I think Georgia does get a shutout, um, and and really puts itself in good shape to give up less than 40 points through week six. Uh, with with a shutout, uh, I like them forty eight nothing. I would also like to say this: I think this is going to be a big game, and I don't know. I, I don't know why. I've just had kind of this gut feeling from I've watched a little bit of Kent State, Oklahoma, Kent State, um, Washington, uh, Washington. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. Well, I, I like Kyrus Jackson actually mm. to have a big game. I like him to kind of catch a couple balls in the middle of the field. I think. I think that's where Kent State's got some vulnerability, and I think uh, Georgia may be able to kind of stretch him out a little bit with some uh, with some post and seam action from the slot guy because Brock Bowers is going to get a lot of attention. I have not watched any Kent State, Oklahoma, or Kent State, Washington, but Homer, what have you been doing, man? Uh, I've been talking to Kyrus Jackson and and listening to Kyrus. Well, listen, Jackson. Palmer's been handling interviews. I've been uh, I've been. A wall when it comes to interviews this week. I've had some other stuff but, going on, but but listening to Kyrus Jackson, Jake's man over there, uh, he he said that this defense reminds him a lot of Arkansas last year, where they're going to go three to down defensive linemen, drop a bunch of DBs. That opened the door for Georgia to run the ball last year against Arkansas. Could see something similar happening here, especially with you know that with the fact that. Georgia top 200 last week, but nobody had more than 36 yards, and that was Stetson Bennett. Uh, feels like we could. I'm going to say we have Georgia's first 100-yard rusher of the season, Ooh. and I will go with it being Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, guys, you see it scrolling at the bottom of the screen if you're on video. If you don't, we still have a $1 for one-year deal at dogshq.com. Premium stories, premium news, breaking stuff, analysis, recruiting news. Got a nugget from Jake Roos on the recruiting front. Uh, we are looking at Tyler Williams visiting Miami this weekend. Possibly not a good deal for Georgia if that happens. Uh, Georgia's still going to push to get T. Williams in. But a decision coming next week for T. Williams there. But Roos says he doesn't love Georgia's chances, so that's something to keep glasses on. And Monroe Freeling, the big topic around our board, as he's close to that fifth star, but, you know, that's like kicking a hornet's nest if you're following that one. So we'll see. We'll see if he picks it up. Guys, I appreciate it as always. Good stuff. You're on your A game. Even though it's Kent State week, you are avoiding the media rat poison and still busting your tails too good stuff thanks for listening thanks for watching we will catch you guys on saturday 
as we break down this game immediately with our emotional reactions. And then after we have a chance to simmer down, sip a few cold brews and think about things, think about life, think about the dogs. We'll be back right here, 8.30 p.m. live on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.